Hey, welcome back to the program. My name is Alan Carter. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me this afternoon. Wall Street wobbling today in its first trading after tumbling into new territory, or at least new territory for the first time in a little more than two years. My Little Pony, what is it? It is a bear market. And investors are worried that central banks are clamping the brakes perhaps too hard on inflation to be able to bring down inflation. What will that do to the economy? To talk more about how this is going to impact you, John Tur- John Turley Urt is a risk management consultant and joins me on the line. John, great to talk to you. Thanks so much, Alan. Nice to be here. All right. Uh, should we? Uh, here's My Little Pony again. Should we fear a bear market? Uh, well, it gives us reason to take stock. How about that? Uh, and of our financial situation, uh, it is certainly a moment in time where uh, you should not let panic take over. Uh, but it's important to understand that you know these bear markets can last uh, you know anywhere from a year to two years. And in the context of interest rates going up, you really need to look at your household budget, your finances, uh, what you're paying. You know, for example, your mortgage or your car loans. Are they going to be impacted by, you know, increased uh, interest rates? And if so, how much? It, it is a really a good time to step, step back and look at what you're spending money on. It seems like what the most recent news is we're talking coin flip as whether or not this bear market leads to a recession. Can you talk about the relationship between the two things, bear market and recession? Sure, sure. So uh, what happens is is essentially when interest rates go up, it becomes uh, much more expensive to uh, rent money, if I can put it that way, to borrow money. Uh, and that means that people are less likely uh, to uh, put money into, for example, companies or ideas that would be growth-orientated. Uh, and that really, what that really does is it shrinks the employment opportunities, the business opportunities in the economy in order to stifle demand. The idea is to reduce uh, growth in order to tame inflation. And the challenge for central banks is not to put yourself into a recession or hopefully definitely not to do a depression. But it's a blunt instrument, uh, interest rate increases. And the question really comes down to how high do you go? Tomorrow the Fed is looking at, uh, you know, increasing rates. Some are talking it will be a three-quarter point rise. And this is because the central banks, uh, particularly in Canada and the U.S., have been slow to respond to inflation, and now they're responding very quickly. So we're seeing a rapid rise in interest rates at the same time when we have, of course, uh, high gasoline and oil prices and high food prices. So it, it, it looks like we could be heading for a, a potential recession because growth opportunities are being cut out of the economy. In our last segment, I spoke to somebody in the recruiting industry talking about what's the best way to ask for more money because that's what a lot of people are doing right now is faced with a rising cost of living and, and facing rising inflation. But the, the ugly truth of the matter is, is when the banks, when central banks raise interest rates, they're trying to take money out of the system. And the way to do that is to take jobs out of the system, to take raises out of the system. Isn't that the truth? Well, absolutely. That's, that's, that comes down to economic growth. You're limiting the economic growth, meaning limiting job opportunities, uh, and limiting you know, the, the growth, for example, and possible wages down the road uh, in exchange for reduced inflation. However, in Canada and the U.S., uh, there's, a, there's kind of an anomaly right now, and that is we have a very low unemployment. 
We have, uh, you know, employers are still seeking, uh, you know, people uh, in record numbers. That is, there's more jobs uh, available than there are people seeking work. So it, it is, uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a tough road if the central banks think they can, uh, you know, uh, reduce the the supply of of um, of jobs, and that in part is because so many people retired, uh, you know, coming out of COVID, uh, or they've switched careers depending on the industry, uh, and uh, have upskilled and are are looking to you know move into some areas of tech and so forth. So you know, it's it's not quite like it was in the past. I I found this fascinating looking through the history of bear markets. On average, if you look at bear markets ever since World War II. On average, they take 13 months to go from peak to trough and 27 months to get back to break even. You want a crystal ball this for me? Where do you, where do you see this coming back up? Well, the, the, well, I don't know if I can crystal ball it. Uh, I mean, there, there's no doubt we are looking at, um, uh, you know, for the next short-term period, looking at, you know, three, six, 18 months potentially of uh, turmoil. Remember, we have a war in Europe. Uh, we have a structural problem with uh, with energy. That is, there's not simply enough oil to meet the demand, uh, and so it is it is uncharted territory, if I can use that that cliche. Uh, so I don't know if we're looking at 13 months or 24 months, but I think for uh, individual listeners, uh, the best thing they can do is again to reflect on their own financial situation, understand rates are going up, and how can they manage uh, their own household uh, budgets. John, great to talk to you. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Well, that is that is interesting. And, and when you think about how long it takes historically for bear markets to come back, and keep in mind of all the bear markets we have seen since the Second World War, they all come back. They all the the market eventually does come back. So then the the trick becomes just don't look. Unless you need the money now. Like if you are heading towards retirement, you need cash fairly certain, then you're going to have to start thinking about, all right, do I stop the bleeding now? Do I, you know, do I, do I hold on? You have to make those sort of things, those sort of decisions. But the, what we hear time and time again, and I think I'm kind of half talking to myself here, just like, don't look at it. Don't, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Is, is that it comes back after 2008. It came back. Took a while, but the market did rebound. And the last time we had a bear market at the beginning of the pandemic, obviously rebounded pretty quickly. We don't know how long this one's going to take. And that is what is so kind of concerning about it, especially all of this talk about recessionary fears. And that it's a 50-50 shot. Morgan Stanley CEO now saying it's a coin flip, ladies and gentlemen, for a recession, at least in the United States. If there's a recession in the U.S., you're pretty much guaranteed Pretty much guaranteed, not 100%, but pretty much guaranteed it is coming here as well. What is going on with John Tory? I want to take you through a couple of things that John Tory has been talking about today, the mayor of Toronto. This is going to have an impact probably in your city as well. Do you use the municipal pools? Do you enjoy a pool? Well, you might not be using them this summer because there's no lifeguards. Here's John Tory on the situation in Toronto. This is something being faced by cities right across the continent, and we are not alone, but we're taking steps to deal with it, and, and we're very optimistic that we'll be able to uh, end up in a situation with business as usual, because, of course, our principal uh, you know, preoccupation has to be with the safety of people who use our pools and our, uh, and our beaches. 
All right. So that that's something to keep in mind. Will there be pool closures this summer for all the optimism there? I mean, the city is basically, basically saying, hey, anybody want to be a lifeguard? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Have you got certification? Uh, and here's the other thing is, do you know what this active TO thing is? You may have heard of this. This is where we close off major thoroughfares like the Lakeshore in Toronto so that vulnerable road users you know, can get out there and skateboard on the weekend. And uh, the president and CEO of the Toronto Blue Jays said, uh, please don't do that anymore. Please, please reconsider and reopen that. And John Tory was asked about this today. Am I the only one that wonders, hey, isn't John Tory still on the board of Rogers, which owns the Toronto Blue Jays? And is that not inherently... A conflict of interest in why are you going to vote on this thing, John Tory? There's only one baseball team that wrote a letter, but there were many people that have written to my office and otherwise who have expressed real concern about their neighborhoods. And yet that doesn't seem to be taken into account by anybody who just says, close it all down and don't worry about it. I, I can't I can't take positions like that. My job requires me to be responsible. I only have one vote on this anyway at city council, but you haven't heard me you know, taking a polar position on it because I don't think that's responsible. I think it misleads people and I think it is not, uh, it, it is not uh, consistent with the job that I have to do as mayor and as the head of council to try and get us to a place where we respect everybody's uh, aspirations and try and do, and do the best we can to meet those. I don't think you should have a vote at all, Mr. Tory. My name is Alan Carter. We'll talk again tomorrow at noon.